0: Hey there, everyone. I'm Ashley. And I'm Amber. We're identical twin sisters from Southern California. While we may look exactly alike, sometimes we think that's all we have in common. We invite you to grab a cup of coffee or a glass of wine and hang out with us for a little bit. This is Hashtag Twin Life Podcast. Hello. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) I think I'm waving the clap in. Okay, that's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, hello, everybody. How are you doing? Welcome to the Hashtag Twin Life Podcast. I am your one of your hosts, Ashley, and my twin sister over there, Amber. Hello. Is with us. Yes, hello. We have a fun topic for you guys today, and um, I hope you guys are liking the short episodes. Let us know. Leave us a review. Um, we've gotten quite a few listens, so I'm assuming people are enjoying being able to catch us in a quick, you know, little Bite. bite-sized version. Yeah. But yeah, so um, yeah, go in the description, you guys can find, go down there and see where to find us and give us a five star review uh, on Apple Podcasts so other people can find us. Yay. Yeah, so let's get into it. So really quick, how has your week been going? Good. The weather seems better there, I think now. Yeah, it's like really super nice outside. So I'm enjoying the weather. It's been sunny. It's supposed to be sunny for the rest of the week. I guess we're finally in the springtime here in Indiana, so I'm I am enjoying it. Um, I started, um, Aqua Talks this week with Landon. That went to, that was today. So it's just been a good, it's just been a good day. Some intense things happened. So if you guys, if you guys, if you're listening to this and you know me personally, you know like what's been going on this week. But, um, but we're handling it. It actually has oddly kind of turned itself into like a positive, um, situation. For our household and like just as a family. So, you know, sometimes really good things come out of really stressful, <laughs> anxiety filled, filled situations. Um, yeah. So, but I, we, we started going to a brand new church and a lot of the women that go to this church go to F45 with me. So there's a huge community of women and some guys, I guess, but I don't even know what guys. I guess the husbands, some of the husbands of these women go. And so I've learned, like, oh, wow, I've been you know seeing them at the at workouts, and then we also see them at church, spent some time with some of them. Um, Friday, Blake, and I have a our first couple's game night through um through the church too. so we're really we're just really excited about kind of feeling a part of a community now, so it's been pretty awesome, nice, yeah, yeah, we so here, yeah, it's just been San Diego, beautiful San Diego weather. We had some rain yesterday, um. We registered Phoenix for kindergarten. So that's exciting. Um, yeah. We're – we unfortunately aren't going to be able to put them in public school for kindergarten, um, which, I mean, it sounds like unfortunately, which makes – kind of sounds ungrateful. But we, we're really kind of looking forward to being able to put them in public school because the public schools around here where we live are really good. But because of the way things are in San Diego – Right now we're still pretty closed off, um, when it comes to COVID stuff. So, um, we're not sure where the schools will be at in the spring. And we don't want him, if we don't register him now, we could lose a spot because I, there's literally only 12 spots for kindergarten at his, this wow. preschool that he's 12? at. So yes, there's only 12 spots. So we had to wow. really, I was like, well, we're going to have to jump on it. Um, so we did register him. He's excited. He's, his teachers had already been talking to them about them moving to a new classroom and um, just all that kind of stuff about like, you you know, you're going to be up there with the big kids are. And so he's already been getting excited about it. So um, yeah. So we're looking forward to being able to have him in kindergarten and, you know, he's just growing up so fast. Oh my gosh. So. It's crazy to me that Phoenix is starting kindergarten. <laughs> I know it is so crazy, but so on the topic of him growing and getting bigger, it we've, as he's gotten older, I think when they're little, you kind of like, um, you know, say little like white lies here and there about like things that are going to happen, like oh yeah, we're definitely going to go to the park, and then they forget, and then you just kind of move on, even though you're mindful while you weren't going, or yeah, like, uh, you know, just like little stuff like that. But the older they get, the less that works. I mean, I think that works like for like two years. Phoenix's memory, he has And then they, start remembering, so. <laughs> they yes, start remembering things. They start remembering that you told them stuff. So, like, <laughs> Exactly, exactly. So then it's like, oh dang, like I have to actually like, you have to be more conscious of what you tell them. So that kind of brings us to our topic, which is going to be about kind of like what the effects are on your kids when you like, when you lie to them, when you lie around them, even if it's like, you know, what you would consider like a little lie or a, you know, obviously people know, obviously telling big lies to your kids will have some sort of negative impact, but, um, yeah. So let's just kind of dive into it I know we had like an article I think that yeah you the, at. the article um, actually oddly enough is called should you, should you be lying to your kids about Santa and it's a time magazine article um, and it's interesting to me because I just I in our household we kind of made the conscious choice to not tell Landon that Santa is real because to me I can still share the myth and the lore of Saint Nicholas without making him con- like convincing him that Santa is bringing him gifts um, Yeah, and so You know, and it's also the sad thing of like, I mean, there's kids that like, you know, believing in Santa is kind of like, you know, a middle class, upper middle class belief because kids that grow up in like impoverished households, like they're not getting every, they're not every year. They're not getting the gifts under the tree full of, you know, Santa doesn't come to poor kids' houses. Like you'll hear people say that, um, which is not true if Santa was real, but since he's not real, it doesn't, you know what I'm saying? Um, and so to me, I want to, I want to just make sure that I try to make a really fine line between what's real and what's not. And also I know that there's kids that Santa is the first lie that parents tell their kids. And it's not, to me, it's unnecessary. And a lot of kids get really, they either get really upset or get embarrassed because someone else inadvertently, whether it's another kid at their school, tells them that Santa is not real. And I just feel like it's just not a necessary thing for my kid to be like, so you lied in as an adult, you're like, it's a dumb thing. Like who cares as a kid, it's like a mind blowing. Like my parents have been lying to me. What else are they lying to me about? If lying must be okay. It doesn't, if I don't tell the truth, it's fine. Um, so the article kind of goes into, you know, basically lying perpetuates lying. And, um, she uses kind of an example that I really liked, which is she was in, um, she was at like a party city buying some stuff from a party city. And the, Lady, you know, the cashier asked her if she had an email address, you know, just to check and see if they were on their, you know, little newsletter or membership or whatever. And, um, she says, no, I don't have an email address. She doesn't say like, no, I don't want to join your membership or no, I'm not a member. Thank you. But I don't want to give my email address. She says, I don't have an email address. So her daughter's like, looks at her like, yeah, you do. Why are you lying? Like you do have an email address. Um, you know, then there's another example of her taking her daughter to the doctor and, um, her lying to the doctor about how much screen time her daughter gets and her daughter, before they get there is like, you know, you know, are you going to, are you going to tell the doctor the truth? She's like, what do you mean? She's like, well, you always tell them that I'm on my, my iPad, like not as much as I actually am. So like, you always lie to him about it, whether I use it or not. And she was like, Oh, well, you know, some basically she kind of goes with this explanation of, Well, sometimes I lie because it's not because you did anything bad or wrong, but like, it's because I have an insecurity about it and I really shouldn't lie. Um, So I don't, I feel like it's just more important to show honesty to your kids because they're going to figure out that you're lying and they're going to think it's okay. And no matter how many times you tell them you shouldn't lie, they're gonna be like, well, you lie all the time. Like you don't tell the truth, like, you know, small things. So yeah. Yeah. And also, too, I think, like, when kids are little, it takes a while for somebody, and even adults don't have this, but develop the ability to realize that sometimes there's a gray area in certain situations that, like, you're not, like, that you're, when you're little, you don't have the social awareness to, like, be able to to differentiate. Like, lying to the cashier lady about whether or not, you know, you have an email address is honestly dumb. Like, just saying no. like And that comes, too, like well, obviously we're both Gemini's. Gemini's are very, very, very blunt. Like we just kind of tell you exactly what it is. I am more so like that. I mean, I think sometimes like even Amber is like, gosh, you're so harsh with like, even with Derek, like, God, you're so harsh. I'm just like, that's, it is what it is. Like, you know, like that's kind of how I am. <laughs> I'm a lot better so at sugarcoating like, things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not really good. Especially if I'm like, I just don't like, And it's not that I can't empathize or I can't understand the other side. Like I, cause you can, if you explain it to me, I can get all in the gray area with you. It's just that in certain situations, I'm like, well, in my opinion, there's an ideal way. It doesn't mean that I don't understand your way, if that makes sense. Um, But so I just tend to be a lot more blunt with exactly how I feel. And so for me, it's like, if somebody's like, Hey, do you have an email address for us? No, thank you. I have enough email. Thanks. Subscriptions. That's literally what I say. Like, I'm just like, yeah, no. Yeah, I have one. I have like a ton of email addresses, but I don't want any more spam coming to my thing. Or if I go there enough times, I'm like, you know what? You guys have asked me like three or four times. Obviously, I come here enough that it matters. So I probably should sign up for your newsletter or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I just think it makes more sense to just be honest. But at the same time, when you're talking to things, like if you're talking to kids about um kids are different because when you're talking to them about like sex or like um you're pregnant and they're like well how did the baby get in there or whatever it may be like you have to gauge. you know your child well enough you have to gauge on um i think there's a difference between gauging their level of ability to comprehend the whole quote-unquote truth versus giving them like the portion that they can understand at their age range, right? Yeah. So, like the conversation you have with a 15 year old about sex is going to be completely different than you're explaining it to your five year old. But telling your five year old that babies come from storks is a complete lie. Right. So, like, you know, because it's like just wanting to avoid or the birds and the bees or this and that. Like, children are smarter, are smarter than, than we think. think. Yeah. So, you just have to be able to tell them, like, hey, Tell them, hey, like our mom used to do, you know, like, hey, are you sure you want to know the answer to that question? Because I'm going to tell you, but the conversation could potentially be uncomfortable for you. Now I don't care, but it could be uncomfortable for you. So if you want to hear the whole story, I'll totally tell you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I think it also gets more complicated when, like, if you're talking to people, tend to put, especially parents, tend to put their their own like feelings about the situation in to like, it's as a reason why they're not telling the truth or the, like why they're lying. In that case with that lady, she was like, well, I felt um, about the screen time and the doctor. Oh, I felt bad because I just feel, I think she goes on to say like, she felt bad because she wasn't, she felt like she wasn't a good parent because she lets you, I let you have more screen time than you should. And I don't want people judging me and this and that. And um, if your own personal, you know, I think, I think Ashton had this conversation, too, like about this um, in a different situation. But if your own – like, think about that. If you have kids, if your own personal crap is the reason why you're not telling your kid the truth, you probably need to tell them the truth. Like, if yeah. you're over here, like, it just makes me feel uncomfortable. Well, it's not the best – like, it's because it makes you – you're the adult. Like, you sh- you're the one who has to process this. If later on down the line, right. you're going to have to have a sit-down conversation, that's going to have to rebut all the stuff that you – spent time explaining to your kid in detail or thoroughly trying to coming up with a lie that will be agreeable and make sense to your child you might as well just tell them the truth because you're you'll end up having the conversation twice instead of just having it once in an honest and open conversation which also builds trust and closeness and understanding for your kids and that's just a skill that they need to learn anyway so yeah i think also too like I don't think that everybody goes in like wanting to be like, oh, I am gonna, I am gonna t- start by telling my kid this lie, like, yeah, maybe for some reason, like it's a conversation with your kid that you need to have, and like by not telling them it's a lie, if that makes sense, but like you don't go down the you like you just avoid the conversation, like you as adults should bring it up, and by not tell by not bringing it up, it's like perpetuating this certain mindset, if that makes sense. So like Phoenix example. He keeps telling me, "Oh, Santa Claus is real, guys." Like, we and we've already told him. And if you have kids, sorry, what like put your headphones in. But like we don't do Santa Claus either over here, and we've said it before, I think, in, in a holiday episode. But um he is still convinced that Santa Claus is real. He'll even even to the point where he will be like, "Well, Santa Claus is real, but not like where we live." But he's real other places like he just like (laughs) because he's at school and all these kids are telling him, oh, Santa Claus comes to our house. Santa Claus does this. Santa Claus does that. And I've told him multiple times, like, son, he's not he's not he's not real. But this is who the guy was like this and that whatever we explained it to him. But he just wants to believe in the magic of it. And I'm totally fine with that as long as I've explained the truth. (laughs) <laughs> you know yeah. you're welcome to you're welcome to believe whatever you want but you're not going to come back and tell me that oh you've been lying to me this whole time no i I told you the truth you know if that makes sense right so I definitely think it's like a gray area where like I mean there was a kid so- asks you to be straight uh, to be honest a hundred percent and to also clarify what it is they're actually asking to. But go ahead, what were you going to say? So, there's an episode of 911. Did you watch this one where um spoiler alert. I've watched every episode. Okay, spoiler alert. If you have not watched the most recent episodes of 911, the original 911, uh skip this part. Cuz it'll give away something in the show. But if you have if you have, then carry on with this. But the um there's an episode about how Buck finds out that he had a brother that was older than him that died and that his parents gave birth conceived him solely for the purpose of being a bone marrow transplant match to his brother who then died before they could actually get the tra- – because the transplant didn't take or something like that. Um And so that Oh, my gosh. Was- I totally fr- didn't miss that part of the episode. What do you mean? Did you miss it? I, no, I already – I knew that he had a brother, but I didn't realize – I must have walked away when they were explaining that he was – they only made him to try to keep their other son alive. Yeah, they did. They conceived him to keep their other son alive because they needed his bone marrow to match it or something to match him. Why couldn't they have gotten bone marrow from Homegirl? They weren't a match. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. So so, yeah. So that's like a huge thing, but he grew up feeling like a misfit and like his parents were, his parents were always terrified that something was going to happen to him. So they were very controlling of him, but also didn't really pay attention to him unless they were like coddling him or caring for him because so he's just kept doing daredevil stuff his whole life and simply because his parents didn't at some point in his conscious mind your alarm twin sorry yeah at some point didn't feel it, feel like it was a good idea to sit him down when he was old enough to understand and be like this is your little brother or even when he's little show him pictures this was your little brother and let's tell, I'm going to tell you some stories about him because of their own pain. So he grew up and he's like 30 years old and he never understood why he felt like he was a misfit and like his parents didn't really care, like didn't really love him and they were so mean to him and all this stuff. And in reality it's because they suffered a huge loss, but they didn't trust him with that. They only trusted his sister and they're like, don't tell him. Yeah. And that's like, I think too, I think, I think that situation is hard. Ho- like, it's really hard because he doesn't remember. So how do you explain – like how do you explain to – because he was really little. Like how do you explain to him, hey – At some point in 30 years of life – Because at some point he's going to have to be lying. At some point in 30 years of life, you can tell him. Maybe Maybe not say – well, we conceived you simply so you that You were made he... for a bone marrow transplant? Yeah, no. Yeah. You just, you say, like, this is your brother, and at least let him know that he existed. You know what I mean? Like- I mean, they could have just simply kept pictures around of him. Yeah. And then eventually he'd be like, oh, who's that? Oh, that's your brother. He passed away when you were really little, so you probably don't remember him. Yeah. I mean, his parents even say- They even I, say something in like... the episode about how Buck was-, was made to save people and now he's a firefighter and he saves people every day they say that in the show in the episode mm-hmm. so again like that's just not a necessary conversation that uh, you should be having with your 30 year old that conversation could have happened many times over as as you're growing up in your years. so that that they lied to him to protect and himself this, and if his sister feelings. had told him yeah if his sister had told him it would have been like probably he would have received it easier or better if his sister had told him. Yeah. I think because sometimes when siblings tell you stuff, um, it's received better than if your parents like make a big to do about it. Exactly. So, so yeah, I just, I I don't know. I think that it's just, it's important that people, um, it's important to just not lie to your kids about things, especially if it's, to protect your own feelings about it, your own emotions about it. Because obviously if it's bothering you, imagine how big of a, you know, a, to do an issue it's going to be when you have to explain it to your kid and why you kept it from them for their whole life or whatever. Um, it's just a hard thing to have to deal with. So I, and, it, and the article does go on to say that, um, you know, obviously there's gray areas in life, but, in general, kids that find out that they've been lied to at pivotal moments in their life tend to either continue to lie or be like disruptive or misbehaving or deceitful or like all these things because they're taught that based on the fact that, you know, they're angry because you lie, but they also learn that, wow, people can really lie like for a long time, keep a secret from me. So it must not be as bad as, you know, I've been, I thought it was or whatever. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I, and not that I'm not that Ash and I are perfect or that we don't, we're never going to make the mistake of not telling Landon, like Landon or Phoenix, the truth. But, you know, there's just whole moments, little moments like they just came up. Like Landon really wanted to play with chalk outside. And it was negative six two weeks ago outside. So I was like, we can't, and it was covered in snow. I was like, Landon, we can't go outside and play with chalk. Um, because you use it outside on the sidewalk, you can't. Now he's two and a half. He couldn't really understand what I was talking about. So he then decided that the chalk was icky and he can't eat it. I don't know how he got there, but now every time he saw the box of chalk, he would say icky and it's not food and it's icky. And he'd put it back in the box. And I was like, okay, well, that's not what I meant. I wasn't saying that you like can't. And like, I felt bad because I was like, (laughs) I feel like I lied to you. Like, I'm not saying that it's just like bad forever. I'm just saying that right now we can't, and he's two and a half years old. It's not that big of a deal. But like, I was like, I felt bad because I was like, man, I feel like I just lied to my son about this chalk. Yeah. You know, it's just like, obviously, cognitively, he couldn't really understand it. And when we play with chalk outside, he's going to be fine. But I just feel like that kind of stuff is just important that you even in small moments, you make the important effort, just like with Santa and Phoenix, you make the important effort to tell the truth to your kid. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think there's all really good points. It's I don't think I really have anything else to add, but to say, like, you know, your kid really well. And you may think that they're going to react in this horrible way. And they're and or they're not old enough to understand. But you who knows? I, they, so Phoenix surprised me every day with the things that he understands and he retains. So, yeah, Um give your kids more credit. I think would be the only thing I have left to add. But, um, but yeah, so we need to get into our. Did you or what am I gonna? What was I trying to say? Go, our, girl, go no girl, girl, no girl, yeah, yes. And did you want to go first this time, Twain? Oh yeah. So, uh, the F forty five challenge technically ended this week. Our studio is doing an extra week, so I weighed myself and scanned myself this week. Simply because I wanted to know where I was at the six-week mark. And I am down 3% body fat from when I first started going F45 in January. So Woo. that's like a huge, huge deal. Super happy about it. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm really excited. It's it's awesome. Do you know what you lost in the challenge? How much body fat I lost in the challenge? No. Yeah, it's like, do you know where you were when you started? Okay. Um. I mean, I feel like I scanned... I scanned a week before the the challenge started, like the next week I started at 45. So I've been going. Oh, yeah. 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 That's true. It was like literally the next week. So yeah, I mean, yeah, basically, yeah, 3%, I guess (laughs) since I've been going at 45. So, and I hadn't really lost any body fat. Um, I hadn't really lost any body fat and just my losing weight until I started going at 45. So, so nice. Nice. What's yours? Yay, that's awesome. Um, So my go girl no girl is actually that I am going to uh, take my certification for personal training. Um, So I'm going to become a certified personal trainer. And hopefully my goal is to get it done in the next eight weeks. Um, You actually get 180 days, which breaks down to like six months. Um, But I feel like that's way too long to be studying material and... Yeah. testing on it like um especially for like one class so um but yeah i'm on section three which is gonna be super long because it's all about physio- physiology and anatomy so i ordered some flashcards. but yeah hopefully in the next uh two months we'll say two months i will be coming on here saying hey i'm a certified personal trainer so Yes, Yay! I'm super excited. The only thing I actually have to do that I keep forgetting is that I have to get CPR and AED certified and most people know what CPR, but AED is learning how to use a defibrillator safely. Oh wow. Um, so I have to go through certification for those, so that adds on top of the cost of getting certified and I can't take my test unless I have that certification. Wow. So, I have to go like go to I think like the Red Cross in San Diego and go for like an eight hour class or something to learn how to do CPR and do AED. So that's not super fun, but, um, I'll probably do that like closer to when I have to take my, yeah. Yeah. Probably once I get done reading all the material, then I'll go do my, do that schedule that and do that. But yeah, very exciting. I'm really, really excited to like be able to help people and like, you know, share my experience with them and help them get to their goals. And yeah, it's pretty exciting. So I'm so proud. But, Thank you. I'm Derek was very excited about about it too. He was like, I think it's such a good idea. Like, you know, like I think you'll do great and um I found a lot of people being very encouraging about it, so I'm excited. But um on that note, I think that wraps up our show. Thank you guys again for watching. We you know, always we say this a million times, but we love you guys and thank you so much for listening and hanging with us for, you know, a second season. Yay. And um you already know where to find us description box and our show notes and um yeah we'll talk to you guys next week yeah bye